Hello everyone and welcome to the New Net Podcast where we talk to interesting people doing interesting things around PNG. Now today I'll be speaking to one of the biggest names in the culinary arts in PNG, so please make welcome Mr. Jules Hennel. Thank you so much for having me guys. It's been a, an awesome morning and I'm pretty excited, super pumped to, to get this show on the road and I've heard so much about this podcast, so I'm pretty excited to be here. Oh, thank you very much for joining us. Now uh, Jules, for our listeners who don't know who you are or who... Uh, well, who have never heard of you, could you please just introduce yourself? Yep, sure. So, name is Julian Hennel. Jules is a nickname from when I was a kid, but um, basically, uh, I'm, I'm a trained chef. I worked overseas at a few different countries. I started my career uh, in Sydney. Um, I actually studied a couple of years at university, and then I came back from one of the lectures, and I said, you know what, this is not working out for me. I want to do something that's got more meaning, and I didn't really enjoy it, so... Um, I moved from, you know, I, I booked a flight to Sydney. I went to Sydney. I started my culinary uh, career there. Uh, worked as a chef. Uh, worked as a chef at a few good restaurants there, uh, high-end restaurants. Um, managed to get in uh, to these restaurants by working for free. So slogged it out for a couple of months. Didn't earn any money uh, whatsoever. But then uh, working at these restaurants, you tend to find that the uh, uh, termination rate is quite high because of the stress levels uh, involved in these kinds of restaurants. So um, one of these guys got terminated. I ended up getting my start in one of the positions and getting paid. Um, then I moved from Sydney after working in, in Sydney at a few high-end restaurants. I moved, um, uh, worked in Sydney for about nine years and then I moved to Hong Kong. Uh, worked in Hong Kong um, for about a year and a half, two years, I think. And then I moved to London. Um, London, worked in London for about five years, uh, all in all working in, in fine dining restaurants um, because that's where the passion was, um, creating pretty cool food using the local produce as well. So yeah, Korea's taken me uh, a few different destinations around, around the world. I had intentions of going to Scotland as well, um, managed to get into a few, well, a restaurant there, which was um, once again, fine dining restaurant. Um, and then due to Brexit, I found myself back in PNG. Uh, just because of um, the immigration um, system at the moment, well, over in over in the UK. So, yeah, found myself in PNG and uh, worked at uh, Lamana Hotel, helping Yanis out with his restaurants there. And then um, uh, after APEC, just left and um, did my own thing. So started my own business. So that's basically how I ended up back in PNG. And and um, yeah, as to where I am now. So my business is called the Healthy Food Company. So yeah. I'm from Barakao, New, uh, New Island province, by the way. Dad's from Barakao, mum's New Island, New Island in East New Britain too. So mad love to those provinces and the rest of the other provinces out there in PNG. <laughs> I also have a lot of love for you guys, but obviously due to the obvious reasons of where my parents are from, I will maintain strong towards those provinces. So, I mean, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> but yo, I didn't, wow, that's quite the journey you've been. I yeah. mean... Do you, if I, I mean, if you don't mind me asking, when exactly did this happen? Like when you went to the lecture and was like, nah. Yeah, look, it's really interesting. Um, I, I managed, you know, I studied hard in school. I got into a, a university and um, kind of had one of those moments where I was studying hard. I was getting okay grades, but I wasn't getting good grades. Um, and I asked myself one day, I was like, man, do you actually enjoy this? I think I was 20 years old. And then I had one of those uh, truthful moments where you look and I always encourage everyone, you got to be honest with yourself, right? Um, so I had one of these talks to myself in front of the mirror and I said, are you actually going to be good at something that you don't enjoy? And I was moving in a direction that I did not really enjoy. And so I asked myself the question, what do I enjoy doing? And um, at the time, while I used to study, I used to love watching Jamie Oliver cooking shows on TV. He's a massive influence as to why I moved into the hospitality industry. And I think he's had an influence to a lot of um, um, a lot of chefs out there, uh, male or female. Um, so yeah, I watched his shows. I thought they were really cool. Um, and, I, and, and he kind of put a really good spin on food. He made it exciting. He made it um, accessible. He made it relatable to a lot of people out there. So yeah, I kind of, and, and then I kind of asked myself that question. And then I realized, hey, actually, all the happy memories that I had when I was a kid, I used to enjoy um, sitting around with all the aunties, uh, making aigir and making mumu. Um, something about being in that area, uh, nostalgic emo emotions, um, it, you know, it created... Um, so yeah, I kind of had one of those moments and said, hey, why not take up chefing? I knew that cooking, you needed time. So I knew that if I had to move to cooking, I had to move on it now and make that decision. And if you fail, you fail and you learn and then you move again, you try something. So 
um, yeah, it was, it was one of those moments. And I encourage everyone to, you know, you got to be honest with yourself and, 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 and do that, have that truthful talk with yourself. Yeah, I mean, it's a tough industry, guys. Anyone looking to get in hospitality, uh, cooking, chefing, particularly, you're, you're on your feet for a long period of time. You're not going to get good wages. You know, you're not going to get paid high-end wages. Uh, and that's another important thing as well. You got to work hard and sacrifice a lot. I sacrificed a lot working in these restaurants, uh, family, obviously, friends, girlfriends, all that sort of stuff. Once you put your head down and you sort of persevere through all of that stuff, it kind of becomes pretty cool, which, which is, um, you know, uh, where we're at right now there's a lot of things that i'm taking from those experiences it gives me the strength to conquer all the current goals that i've set for myself so yeah i encourage everyone to be as truthful as you can with yourself pursue your own passion and um and don't listen to the naysayers man screw the naysayers i hate them with those people you know it's pretty interesting coming back to png and then um originally i didn't really enjoy coming back to png because i was like what am i going to do here with all the skills i've been very very grateful to be working in these pretty cool restaurants high-end restaurants but coming back to png i was like what am i going to do here you know I, there's not really a, a massive fine dining scene here uh, i never really thought of uh papua new guinea as a whole uh, i didn't really see any opportunities for me in particular so hence the reason why i kept traveling around the world but then once i came here with a new mindset and started to realize that hey PNG actually has some great produce. As chefs, we've got a duty of, uh, we've got a responsibility to promote the produce that we have because we're essentially the marketers of, of the mm. food that we have. You know, we're the ones that put on the plate, we're the ones that create the demand, you know, farmers create the supply. So I came back to, uh, to PNG with this kind of new mindset. Um, and I started to realize that, you know, Papua New Guinea has got a lot of potential, uh, especially in the hospitality industry. You know, why not try and make something of it? So, yeah, started a business called The Healthy Food Company. You know, haven't really looked back. You know, it's been pretty cool, pretty exciting. Now, I think uh, for those people that do know you, they mostly know you from, well, recently. Now that like people have been starting to know you a lot, a lot more, they mostly know you for the uh, Eat Smart campaign. Yep. So could you maybe care to just explain what exactly that is for everybody who doesn't know? Yeah, sure. All right, so Eat Smart campaign. Woo, glad you asked that question. It's a campaign that I'm really, really excited about. I created this campaign with a business partner of mine who's also a good friend, Arjun Gyani. He owns Pigeon Productions. He's doing some great work out there. We wanted to create a cooking show um, that had influence on Papua New Guinea as a whole. I didn't want to create a cooking show that was just primarily based for entertainment values. You know, I wanted to create something that was more meaningful. Um, I'm at the stage of my career now and life in general that I want to be able to give back and give back in a positive way to Papua New Guineans and hopefully to Pacific Islanders out there with the content that I create and with the direction that I'm moving into. So the Eat Smart campaign is about eating smart. It's a campaign across a lot of media platforms, uh, radio, newspaper, TV, obviously social media. But yeah, it's a campaign about creating awareness in nutrition and the foods that we eat. It's also a campaign about agriculture as well. So it's essentially twofold. It's agriculture and it's nutrition. Basically, the campaign is we go out to different farmers and we interview the farmers and we tell their story because the farmers are the real heroes of the agricultural industry in Papua New Guinea. And it's important that we find out who these farmers are and, and where they are and the kinds of produce that they produce. We go out to these farmers, we interview the farmers, we find out what they produce, we find out the positives and negatives that they affect, that they go through every day. And then we essentially tell their story. And then I take their produce and then I cook something, which I hope is pretty cool, on the fire. Uh, I love cooking over fire. And I think it's uh, a cooking method and a cooking process that all Papua New Guineans can relate to. It, you know, I'm pretty sure that every Papua New Guinean has happy memories of, of cooking and creating uh, food over the fire as well. And also cooking over fire has got a, um, an, an accessible um, means to it as well. It's more relatable to every Papua New Guinean and Pacific Islander. A lot of Papua New Guineans don't have access to a stove or gas or electricity. Power tends mm. to cut out all here and there. So cooking over fire is something that's relatable to Papua New Guinea. so we cook over fire with the produce these farmers have. And then we do some food, you know, we do some pretty cool food there. One of the main hidden sort of messages as well is, is pushing people to uh, local produce. Um, and we're doing this through the Eat Smart campaign. It's really, really important to talk about the local produce that we have. Um, basically, and it's it, the reason why is because it talks about, you know, our local produce is, has got a lot of nutritional value in it. Um, and also it's supporting um, our farmers and, you know, the table mamas, table poppers that go out there every day. They hustle, they grind, they bring their aupa, their kumu to the markets to sell. It's really, really important as Papua mm -hmm. New Guineans, customers of this nation to go and supply and to purchase 
um, this produce as well from from the people. The Eat Smart campaign is about promoting agriculture and nutrition, and um, you know we're airing uh, Tuesday 7 p.m. Uh, TV One um, for 13 episodes. So. Should be pretty cool, pretty excited about it. And um, I think it's a step in the right direction as well. Uh, so Jules, uh, since your time back and coming back to PNG and everything, I guess I wanted to ask, uh, what's your take on, I guess, modern Papua New Guinean eating habits has been? Like, what have you observed mm. about how Papua New Guineans eat in this day and age? Yeah, really good question. Um, I think it's got obviously something to do with the generation as well. Um, we're living in a time where people are wanting food faster. They say that they don't have time uh, throughout the day. We're living in a li- in a lifetime where we have a lot of stuff going on and our, our schedules are really, really busy as well. So having said that, we're evolving with the, with the rest of the world. Modern Papua New Guineans working a lot, a lot more hours, you know, have family obligations um, they have all these different things going on. Just through analyzing my friends and my work colleagues and, and myself as well and my family and relatives, I think that, you know, the modern Papua New Guinean um, tends to miss out or not necessarily eat at the suitable times to have dinner or lunch or breakfast, you know. So they wake up and they tend to skip breakfast just because they want to get to work on time or they want to beat traffic. And yes, we do have traffic in Moresby, which is something that's crazy. And I didn't even think that we would actually have traffic jams, but you know, it's happening. And so that means that there's more cars in the road. That means that we need to get get to work at an earlier time. So yeah, a lot of Papua New Guineans or modern Papua New Guineans, I should say, because there's a difference there, tend to skip the the normal eating times. We tend to kind of snack more and we tend to buy food um, and and drinks that are more faster. So more convenient as well. Hence, you know, the fast food coming in or we go to shops and restaurants that can prepare the meals faster and and give it to us as well. And also, you know, throw in the social uh, activities as well. Modern Papua New Guineans love to go out and to party and to drink, which is great, um, you know, at a not an everyday thing. Um, We like to socialize. So that means restaurants with friends. That means hanging out, barbecues. Um, Papua New Guineans in general are family oriented, oriented people. Um, we tend to focus on friends and family whenever we would go to, um, you know, ceremonies and, and gatherings and festivals. There tends to be a lot of people there. Unfortunately, eating at some of these social events means that we would have to buy kind of quick food um, and, and convenient food. Quick food and convenient food has a tendency to have less nutritional value um, as opposed to well thought out uh, meals, you know. But that's a general um, idea and that's a general sort of feel that mm. I'm, I'm seeing, a general trend that I'm seeing, especially in, in young Papua New Guineans. I mean, I, I don't think a lot of Papua New Guineans enjoy cooking, to be honest. I think a lot of Papua New Guineans cook to survive as opposed to cook to appreciate, which is, a, you know, there's, there's a difference there. We just cook to feed, you know, feed ourselves really quickly. We don't kind of cook to appreciate what we're cooking. And that's an interesting thing there. But that comes with time as well. We're kind of changing, um, you know. With, with more cooking shows coming out, Instagram, social media, uh, Facebook, people are seeing a lot of different cooking videos that are, that are popping up, that are creating excitement, creating um, interest as well. So people are tending to move away from just cooking to, to survive as, as opposed to cooking to you know, try cool mm-hmm. things and to appreciate it as well and to see the therapeutic side out of that as well. But like eating fast food a lot, convenient food, and these foods that don't have a high nutritional intake or value, rather they... They tend to be a lot, you know, that they tend to have a negative side on our diets as well. And over the long run, it creates this, you know, you know, unfortunate sort of environment in our body. We know we get diseases and things like that. Right. All the different lifestyle diseases. And I guess. Yeah, exactly. In this in this day and age with, you know, with COVID in the country. And it's a lot of people who suffer from that kind of condition who are prone to. Well, losing their lives because of COVID. Yeah, totally. Coming up now. It kind of pushed everyone to focus on health. It forced people to focus on their immunity system because we need a strong immunity uh, system in order to fight um, diseases such as COVID. It really made people realize eating healthy or eating a balanced diet is really, really important and integral for our immunity system. There's not really much positives that are coming out of COVID, but if you're going to analyze it, it really forced people mm-hmm. to look at the health you know what their their day-to-day intake of food their health their family's health so yeah it's it's pretty interesting a really really interesting time and forcing people to take note of that take stock of the foods that they're putting into their body oh definitely screw you covid (laughs) but thank you for forcing people to look at their health and their food intake 
Now, uh, with the Eat Smart campaign, I think uh, the one thing that I noticed, like whenever I would see the ad- advertisement for the show, that uh, for the show, is that uh, it would always open up on the statistic mm. that would always say that uh, there's been a what's it called an observed stunting of growth, mm. and uh, now it's happening now. So, uh, what would you say has caused this? Like, what, what do you think has been the biggest cause? Because it's a recent development now, so. In what do you stunting, think, yeah. yes. Look, stunting's been around in PNG, um, and look, I'm not. I'm, I'm going to hone in specifically on PNG, but stunting's mm-hmm. been around in other, um, you know, third world countries, even some first world countries as well. But stunting has been his thing for for a long time. But it, it's interesting, and I want to be really clear on what stunting is. So it refers to kids, especially the younger generations, not getting the proper nutrition. Uh, the balanced nutrition that they that they should be getting to, uh, as well as a lot of other stuff like sanitation, um, you know, different, you know, proper living standards, um, clean water as well. These all play a part to stunting, <clears throat> but in particular nutrition. So if we don't get the proper nutrition to the, to, uh, the younger generation of kids, then they're not going to be able to fulfill their, you know, grow to their full potential, um, whether it be in height, whether it, it be in, in weight, whether it be mentally as well, they won't be able to activate and they won't be able to be as mentally sharp as possible. So nutrition, sanitation, um, cleanliness, um, even poverty areas as well, these all play a part to nutrition. So what does that mean if Papua New Guinea has got a, a high alarming rate of stunting? That means that Papua New Guineans won't grow up to their full potential. We won't be able to live to our full potential. We won't be able to be, you know, smart, if you will. And so, you know, it's really, really important and it's alarming as well because these are the next generations of Papua New Guineans that are coming through, the next generations of business owners, uh, rugby league players, because we love rugby league here, next generations of chefs, um, um, you know, the, the next generation of Papua New Guineans won't be able to grow to our full potential, won't be able to be smarter. So... Um, it's really, really important as well. Um, and that's the reason why, you know, shows and campaigns like the Eat Smart campaign, we're focusing on that as well, as well as creating, um, you know, making local PNG cuisine look pretty cool and, and going to these areas, these really cool areas and cooking. That's all part of the, the show to make it appealing. You know, the real issues that we're facing um, that we wanted to target with the Eat Smart campaign is about, um, you know, stunting. It's about... Um, you know the lack of proper balanced nutrition in in the next the younger generation of Papua New Guineans um, and you know the current generation the the different generation of Papua New Guineans as well but it's really really important that we're addressing these nutritional um, imbalances in our society at the moment because um, you know it has a has a reaction further on down the line which definitely will affect Papua New Guinea as a whole economically culturally you know, social standards as well. I mean, all of these play a part as well. So it's 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 pretty important. Oh man, because like you touched upon nutrition, and I guess that's I guess the general public not a lot of people would know what good nutrition is, or uh, maybe what you know local produce is available for them to eat. So maybe uh, could you clarify maybe uh, what generally is nutrition or what is good nutrition, and mm. maybe what are some of the things that like you know everyday PNG foods that someone could possibly eat that is of high nutritional value good nutrition comes from a diet and this is a definition i took from um who as well because really really important what people know what good nutrition is because i could you know basically come and sit here and say hey guys we need to have a balanced nutrition or have good nutrition but nutritional education is something that's pretty you know that kind of lacks up in a massive way in png there has been a push in good nutrition but i don't think it's been i don't think it's kind of been important like Mm. um made you know, stress the importance of making, uh, you know, teaching people the awareness of good nutrition. So good nutrition basically comes from a diet that is packed with a healthy balance of nutrients, vitamins and minerals and providing this on a constant uh, daily. Um, It gives your body an advantage. You know, if you're giving your body good nutrition, uh, vitamins, minerals, um, the proper carbohydrates, the proper fats, you're putting your body in an optimal um, functioning uh, position. That means that you know, you can come to work, you're going to be um, mentally uh, more equipped to handle stressful situations. That means that you're going to be more awake at work. That means that you won't have to refer to um, drinking copious amounts of um, sugary drinks to keep you awake at a short period of time, because that's bad nutrition. You're putting a bad intake, you know, things like boo and stuff like that. Um, You're putting you know, you're looking for the quick fix there. I mean, it gives you a short burst of energy, but then it kind of drains you for the rest of your, you know, for the next couple of hours. 
that means that you're not well equipped to be think, dealing with solutions. So putting your body in a prime condition is really, really important from an economic standpoint and, and also from a social standpoint as well. You're more um, inclined to be able to handle cool you know, situations. You're, you become a better person. Um, you are able to be a better um, person for your family. Um, you, know, you create better relationships with your family. Um, you be able, you're able to function better, you're able to think better, you're, you're able to perform better, whether it be on the rugby field or netball or whatever, whatever it is that you're, you're doing, your sporting activities. So you basically just become a better individual um, by giving your body the types of foods and minerals and vitamins that it needs. Um, you know, if you're constantly putting crap in your body, you know, it's, it's a no-brainer. You're definitely going to feel crap by the end of it. And it kind of creates this spiraling effect. If you're constantly feeding your body the good stuff, you know, if you're getting a good balance of green, uh, protein um, you know you're constantly drinking water you're, you're putting your body in a primal uh, position um, in order to function better and you become a better human being which is I think something that you know we kind of need as well with the whole of Papua New Guinea we need to you know it, it all kind of the wholesome sort of look it all it affects everything um, that we do so what is a balanced nutrition you're getting you know you got good carbohydrates you can get carbohydrates from your cow cows um, your sweet potatoes at your market basically guys if you go to the market man everything at the market is good for you you got lots of different kinds of kumu that you get from the market different kinds of greens you got alpa you got pumpkin tips you got ferns you've got um, ibica as well these are foods that are packed full of iron packed full of magnesium um, that are really, really healthy for your body. They create good blood circulation in your body. They create good um, mental brain food as well. These are alkaline foods. They allow for your, org your organs to function better as well. So you've got different kinds of things. We've got a massive selection of different kinds of fruits that we have at the market as well. Pineapples, watermelons, uh, oranges as well. And get some great oranges from Hagen. Different kinds of fruits as well. So you're getting these your fruit intake, your sugary intake through these natural organic uh, produce as well, as opposed to getting it from you know, fast foods or soft drinks, and it helps to balance your pH level and your acidic level as well. So we're so fortunate in PNG to have all of this produce um, within reach as well, whether you live in the village or whether you live, um, you know, in town, we've got access to all of these ingredients um, and just incorporating it into your daily uh, makes a difference as well. Uh, it probably won't make a difference to the first time you do it, but it's just like everything, you know, you, you eat, start eating, consistently throughout a period of time before you know it you start to look better you start to feel better you start to activate better you start to deal with solutions better um it, it just makes sense it's it's basically common sense the more crap you put in your body you're gonna be a crap person by the end of the day and there's a lot of crap people out there so everyone should start eating well or just order from the healthy food company also healthy fats is really really important guys so there's different kinds of fats in you know out there um, but we're not going to get into that. But basically, you've got healthy fats. Healthy fats you get from your avocados. We've got loads of great avocados going around. You get healthy fats from oily fish as well. So we've got lots of mackerel that we can get from the fish market. There are these different kinds of healthy fats. We've got healthy carbohydrates. So if you can buy some uh, nutrient-dense um, uh, carbohydrates, like they've got some good selections of rice. I know Truka's got some great um, rice products out there that are very nutrient-based as well. And brown rice is fantastic. I love the Truka brown rice range. You know, these are these are good, good products to incorporate into your diet as well. Um, lots of cacao, basically anything that's very starchy has got healthy carbohydrates for you. And we always love uh, cacao and tapioca and, and uh, yams and things like that. So um, and obviously the greens, um, the kumu proteins, we've got good selection of proteins, accessible selection of proteins, obviously fish, fish being, you know, one of those good, good parts of proteins as well. Even beans you get from the market, they all have a little bit of protein in there as well. Different kinds of grains that you can get, you can get from the shop, which are pretty uh, economic. So yeah, there's a lot of healthy things. I think it comes to a point whether you want to do it or not, you really got to put the time into, you know, to choosing the healthy the healthy meals as well and i think it has an importance on what kind of person you want to be if you want to be a good person you got to eat healthy like it just makes sense oh also also it's the way you cook these ingredients as well guys so <clears throat> if you buy these ingredients and you just go and deep fry the mm -hmm. crap out of it basically you're just going to kill all the nutrients that that has that that it's got in these ingredients basically general rule of thumb is if the more raw the ingredient is the more the nutrient the nutritional value it's going to contain in the ingredient hmm. now obviously you can't just go out and eat a cow cow raw so you obviously have to cook it so like 
cooking a cow cow or boiling it or steaming it allows for more nutritional value to stay inside the cow cow as opposed to getting it and deep frying the crap out of it and eating chips your your cooking methods uh will affect the way that you can extract the nutritional information out of or nutritional value out of these ingredients basically keeping it raw if you're going to have some outbar clean it properly and just drizzle a little bit of olive oil a little bit of salt a touch of vinegar over the top of it Consuming it um, raw in a raw state is pretty cool as well. I tend to do that a lot with a lot of my dishes. But yeah, steaming, uh, quick boiling, you know, quick saute off in healthy oils, coconut oils as well. It's pretty cool for you. Um, helps to maintain the nutritional value as well. But yeah, I mean, I, I never used to like eating a lot, like eating clean. I mean, working in these high-end restaurants, I used to eat a lot of fast foods and stuff like that. So don't think that I'm like this health guru that's sitting down forcing you guys to eat well. Living and working in these high-end restaurants, I never really, well, I used to tell myself that I never really used to have time. I used to eat loads of noodles, like these two-minute noodles, smash loads of those, smash loads of um, energy drinks, soft drinks. Man, my diet was crap. You know, I used to smoke a lot. Um, I used to drink a little bit as well. I'm not going to be here and sit here and, and pretend that I'm some sort of angel. Um, you know, I lived a pretty unhealthy life. When I, when I finished cooking uh, from London and I arrived back home in PNG, I had a look in the mirror. I've actually got that picture as my driver's license, which I look at kind of every day. But I had a look in the mirror and I looked at myself and I was like, man, this sucks, man. I feel really flat. Uh, I'm not very sharp. I feel like pissed off all the time at the world. I wasn't really good at managing relationships. I was kind of always angry. And then I asked myself, I never used to exercise as well. So I was like, man, what the hell is going on with me? And then I was like, well, how about you just start exercising for one, get on the treadmill, um, do a couple of push-ups. You don't have to do 100. If you do 10, then you've won the day. Um, start exercising, start changing your mindset, start eating well. And then I started to notice a difference. My, my face started to look pretty good. I mean, now it looks freaking awesome, but like before it was really crap, but like you, you kind of notice a change in your, in your attributes, you notice a change in your personality, your body. Um, and all of this came from eating better, um, exercising better as well. And, and, um, you know, just generally trying to be a better person. So Oh, yeah, most definitely, because I don't know, because I know that like a lot of like Papua New Guineans in general just don't think about these things or, you know, like we, we have all these people in these office jobs mm. and then the first thing they do when their lunch break comes around is they'll go down, have a smoke. Yeah. They won't even eat something that's, you know, necessarily healthy, have a smoke maybe some cheese pop and then like a 500 Coke. And then that's their lunch, that's their lunch. every day, every yeah. week for the whole year. Oh, it's pretty crap, man. I mean, and, and if you think about it, like you're, you're putting, you're putting these kinds of foods in your body and you're putting these processed foods, um, processed drinks that don't have a high nutritional value into your body. And you're expected to go out there and you're expected to do a job to your best of a best of your ability. Um, you're expected to handle these tough stress situations. You're expected to activate really quickly. Um, you're expected to problem solve um, to the best of your ability, but your mind is not able to react as quick as it can mm. because your mind is not getting one, the proper hydration it needs. I mean, your brain is made up of, I think it's something like over 80% of water. Um, so you have to kind of hydrate. Like as soon as you wake up, you get a drink, man. Otherwise, if you don't drink your brain, it's just like a car engine. If you don't put water in your car engine, it ain't going to work for all you rev heads out there. We had this thing. It was really interesting with the Eat Smart campaign, right? Also, part of the Eat Smart campaign is nutritional education for the next mm -hmm. generation of Papua New Guineans. Not saying that we've forgotten about the current older generation of Papua New Guineans, but these guys tend to be a little bit more, you know, we want to focus on the next generation. Mm -hmm. We want to, to do something that, you know, the future leaders of this country are going to, are going to be more well equipped with. So we've been honing in on school activities with younger generation of uh, Papua New Guinean school kids and such. And we are through and we asked them, you know, a few questions on their diet and what they used to eat. It was interesting. Like some of the questions we asked them was, was like, what did you have for breakfast before you went to school? Mm. And a lot of these kids were like soft drink, chip, uh, oh, chips man. or. Yeah, it was really interesting, man, just to find out what their thought on what nutrition is. Like a lot of them don't really know what good food is. Mm. Um, a lot of them hardly ate breakfast before they went to school. And they they kind of realized that when they got to school before it even was nine o'clock or 9.30, they would be tired. They weren't able to function or react quicker in class. When it came to sporting activities, they definitely uh, weren't able to um, be as active as, they, as what they normally would just because they didn't have anything to eat. So it's crazy it, it, and it's crazy. And then we asked them a question. We were like, what does your tumbuna eat? Or what did your boobos mm -hmm. used to eat before? And they were like garden food, 
aupa, kumu, you know, tapioc, cacao, mm-hmm. potatoes. That's what they used to eat, you know, coconut on the daily, things like that. And it was crazy. It's just a generational shift. It's got a lot to do with, you know, bit of everything you know what the marketing you mm-hmm. know marketing that these companies are doing at the moment um we want these kids to have you know and these kids parents want their kids to go out and get good grades so they can you know live a better life but they're not necessarily feeding these kids the proper nutrition to allow them to do that um so yeah that's what the campaign is about asking these questions it's about talking about these questions and um and just making it more aware as well was there a was there maybe like a specific event or like a catalyst that made you realized that oh we need to do this now we need to get this message out there i don't know i mean for me personally i've always wanted to have you know to do a cooking show i think it was because i you know jamie oliver was a massive inspiration for me i was like man that guy's cool i want to do something very similar to that i think when i came across the opportunity of having a cooking show we we definitely aligned and we wanted to make sure that the cooking show had some sort of nutritional aspect involved in that with my business the healthy food company it was important for me to cook food uh, ingredients in a healthy way as well mm-hmm. because that's the core the core um, messaging of the healthy food company because we focus on different dietary requirements for our customers and our clients you know we're going to be pushing towards you know different bulking um, um, diets as well or not diets or bulking eating patterns you know so guys who want to you know maintain a bit of muscle and bulk up when they go to the gym so mm-hmm. basically using that as a as a core but I think I realized when, you know, when I came back and looked at myself in the mirror and I realized that I was, I wasn't looking pretty, I mean, I was pretty unhealthy, didn't really activate, you know, on a, on a high end level during the day. I was kind of angry at a lot of things and, and I think that kind of instigated it. So I was like, and then having the question of how do we, you know, just making a food, a cooking show, we don't want to just do a cooking show. We mm-hmm. wanted to do something that had an influence on Papua New Guinea as a society because it's all good that you can sit here and talk about hey man you know the issues of png but you know you're going to do something about it you're going to sit there and you're just going to whinge like everyone else on facebook like you got to actually use the resources that you have and try and do something and this is something that i always say as long as we get to one person and have an effect on one person then our job is basically done like we've that we've succeeded we're not trying to change a hundred people or a million people or a thousand tribes in one hit you know, if we can get out there and get the messaging to one school kid or one, um, you know, office worker or, or a sporting person to eat clean and eat healthy and maintain that or even just to do it for a week and see how you feel, then then that's a success as well. So I think it's an accumulation of a few years, accumulation of my life so far, realizing that I live that kind of unhealthy kind of mm-hmm. lifestyle a little bit. And it made me realize that, hey, man, if I want to be able to achieve the goals that I've set for myself in the future, I got to be as healthy as possible. I got to be able to deal with situations and issues and I got to be the best boss possible. I got to be, you know, and in order to be the best boss possible, I have to be good to the staff. I got to, you know, be lenient to some sort of things. I get, I have to be able to handle situations better. Mm. And I can only do that with a clear mind and, and um, you know, having my body focus and, 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 and kind of activate in, a, in, a, in an optimum um, environment, I guess. So just being a better person, I think. Yeah, but we want to see how this show goes, how PNG um, takes to this cooking show. Um, and uh, we want to take it from there. We definitely touched on a lot of different um, topics that we think are going to be beneficial. A lot of topics that PNG as a whole um, kind of need to address in a more mm. serious way. Nutrition, stunting. Um, you know, organizations have been talking about this for years. We just want to do our part and, and, and try and push that and bring more awareness to these conversations. And then if you want to go, you know, obviously, well, nutrition, stunting, but then the, the show also covers agriculture as well, promoting agriculture, um, you know, helping our local farmers um, sell their produce as well. Um, the show touches on slightly on tourism as well, uh, tourism around PNG. So, yeah, we've got a lot of, um, you know, we're hoping that this show can create um, a lot of talk as well on a few different aspects as well. But basically agriculture and nutrition being the main two as well. Oh, that's awesome. No, because, yeah, no, that is one industry that, it doesn't make sense that it's not as big as it should be with how Crazy. with how like you know with how fertile the ground is and how uh like throughout and culturally uh, us as Papua New Guineans mm-hmm. in our history that we've been farming for generations and for centuries and then it doesn't make sense that something that we've been naturally good at for centuries and something that the land allows us to yeah. do is in a bigger industry so I think that's Crazy. A, 
that's a great thing that the show is touching upon as well yeah it's crazy i mean we, we they you know we always say Papua New Guineans are farmers you know where and we all know how to farm and that's great that like we all do we all you know every i'm you know we all come from farming farming background it's how we deal with that now in the modern Papua New Guinean mm. and how we promote that agriculture is definitely um an industry that we that has got you know massive massive potential um we can grow food everyone knows that Papua New Guineans can grow food and grow food on the masses uh, up in the highlands specifically um you know that's just a, that's a food bowl right there um you got different areas and different regions of Papua New Guinea that grow different kinds of food but we can supply a lot of food the issues that we've been kind of seeing has just been logistical issues mm -hmm. um you know how do we get the foods from up in the highlands all the way down to the bigger market which is in Port Moresby at an economic level where um, you can have a bigger return on the cash going back to the farmer um, without having to pay all these extras here and there just to get their produce down. You know, we're touching on these really, really important topics and we want to be able to continue to push those conversations because these are conversations that we that we should be honing into a lot more seriously than what we are now. Even tourism, man, we've cooked at some pretty awesome places. Mm -hmm. And you kind of wonder why tourism isn't one of our main big profit generating industries in PNG. You know, it's interesting, man. We've got some wicked, wicked places. I mean, we've shot in some great places, some waterfalls in in. Um, in Morobe, we were uh, in the middle of some great locations uh, in Kimbe, West New Britain, obviously in Rabaul, um, uh, East New Britain province as well. So, and then we didn't actually, we were not, we were unfortunate to get up to the Highlands due to the COVID restrictions mm. and, and all of that. But, you know, everyone knows that up in the Highlands is some pretty awesome, serene locations there to cook at. So, you know, tourism's got a lot of potential there. Uh, it's just about, you know, asking these questions and pushing these questions and, and seeing how we can have an influence on the industry as well and, and helping companies out there promote Papua New Guinea a little bit more. I mean, I know COVID times are a bit tricky for tourism as a whole, but, you know, we've got some amazing locations which should be, um, you know, advertised and marketed towards fellow Papua New Guineans as well. I mean, we don't always have to go overseas for a great holiday. Um, right, yeah. Why does everyone go to Cairns or Brisbane? Or why does everyone go to Sydney or Australia for holidays? Or why does everyone go to Asia? Um, a lot of these... A lot of a lot of the reasons why is because it's you know I tend to be a lot a little bit more cheaper I mean I guess mm. I mean, why can't we travel to Sipic you know and have a great beach vacation there and these are the, these are the questions these are the things as well so I mean the campaign's great it touches on everything we could talk about a lot of a lot about tourism but yeah agriculture nutrition are the main mm. things as well and and I think that's why a campaign is really this campaign the eat smart campaign um, which comes on 7 p.m. Uh, TV one every Tuesday. I think it's important for campaigns like this to kind of have their say and to be promoted a lot more, especially in this day and age as well, because it's a mindset shift as well as it being, um, you know, an, of an entertainment value. This is a mindset shift. And it's not a matter of just throwing millions and millions of kina to something and just saying, hey, you know, grow this or grow that. Or it's not a matter of saying, PNG should be the food bowl of the world or PNG's got this. It's like, why aren't we doing that? Mm -hmm. what, what are we doing to address that? And a, another important thing as well, it's, you know, young Papua New Guineans, um, it's, it's being appealing um, through social media, through TV shows such as the Eat Smart campaign, um, through um, different young Papua New Guineans, vibrant Papua New Guineans such as yourself, um, such as, um, you know, um, there's a few other good chefs out there that are doing great things, but it's through this movement of young Papua New Guineans um, that we can really have an effect on, on, you know, the future of Papua New Guinea through these different industries as well. So essentially helping each other out, not kind of tearing each other down, but promoting each other and helping each other and vo helping each other voice um, conversations like this is really, really important for PNG as a whole. Yeah, and no, no, I'm not standing for elections <laughs> next year, but I will stand in four years time. Vote box six. <laughs> no, I'm no, not. I, I, hate <laughs> election. I hate politics. Oh, gosh. I mean, we all do, but it's avoidable now. It's what, next year now? A couple months? Next yeah, week, it's going to be election season. Year. I mean, politics is, <sighs> politics is everywhere, right? I mean, I, I despise politics, but, you know, I, I, I'm a realist. I know that every, you know, political decision affects every Papua New Guinea mm -hmm. in one way or the other. So politics is everywhere. But I just, um, you know, I think it's important for, I don't know, Papua New Guineans to kind of 
not necessarily look to politics to kind of that's to to say hey that's the way that we can change something get in politics that's that way you can have an influence on on Papua New Guinea as a whole there's a different ways to have an, a positive effect mm-hmm. on the country as a whole there's different ways through campaigns such as this through doing podcasts through um, using the resources that you have you know you definitely can have an effect on fellow Papua New Guineans out there yeah no most I definitely I do <laughs> I agree on both of those accounts <laughs> I guess uh, well Jules I guess the last question I wanted to ask you is um you mentioned earlier about a generational difference, about how when you ask the school kids about, oh, this mm. is what my boobos used to eat, they knew. They know what the boobos used to they eat. They know, yeah. yeah. And I guess I, I wanted to ask you as well, do you think a change in diet also occurs when, or like what, what effect do you think, uh, what's it called, the migration mm. of people moving from their villages to urban centers has yeah. on someone's diet? Yeah. Specifically on someone's diet. Um, like what have you observed? Yeah, that's a pretty good question because it forces you to think a little bit more about um, everything as a whole. It's interesting. So, like, you get you get people that move from the villages to Port Moresby because it's the bigger market in search for opportunity, and that's the main reason why people move from villages around PNG to <clears throat> to Moresby because they want to. The initial reason is because they want the opportunities. They want their families to have a better lifestyle general general reasoning they get to png and they realize that hey man or they get to moresby sorry and they realize that hey man it's actually really tough like it sucks Mm. um and 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 then they realize that hey you know in terms of eating or they they don't you know things are expensive they don't have access to the you know land as they would have back in their village i mean everyone has land in the village everyone has access to a lot everyone has land to garden to grow vegetables organic vegetables so they come to moresby and they realize that they don't have this land or all this land to garden to grow um so then they don't so then they don't get the balanced diet that they would have received if they did garden back home in the village so there we go automatically you're not going to get a healthier person because they won't be able to grow these vegetables Things are a lot more expensive in Moresby as well, mm-hmm. generally. Um, even if you go to the markets in Moresby, they're more expensive than the markets outside in the other provinces. Um, so there you go. So if, 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 say, for example, this person goes to the market to buy stuff for the, his or her family, ingredients are going to be more expensive. So they don't have the job or they don't have a high-paying job. The lucky ones that do are fortunate enough to have a job. They don't have a high-paying job. They're staying in a staying in an area that doesn't have access to a lot of land, you know, they're, they're living closer to mm. each other. Um, then they go to the market and they try and buy a lot of different ingredients to sustain themselves, to, to feed their family right, but the ingredients are more expensive. So their living standards are kind of diminishing. Um, whereas if they were back at home in the villages, it's a different kind of lifestyle. Now, sub note, if you are back at home in the village, and this is interesting because someone went on my Facebook and said that, Balanced diets are a lot harder in the village as well as modern Papua mm-hmm. New Guineans. And I was like, interesting statement. Balanced diets in the village, I mean, everyone in the village can have access to balanced diets if they knew what to grow on the land that they had. So this comes to educational um, um, agriculture. Is if someone went to someone and said, hey, um, we've, you've got all this land here. Um, you should grow, you can grow beans, that's fantastic. But you realize that you can also grow alba, you can also grow watermelon, mm. you can grow these. So you're essentially teaching someone, like we all know that Papua New Guineans are agricultural people, we can grow stuff, that's great. But sometimes we just need to be taught on what exactly we can grow in mm-hmm. the climate that we are in, um, in order to get the best amount of nutritional um, you know, value out of the ingredients that we can grow. So it's um, agricultural education right there. So it's being taught you know, what to grow. So it's interesting so you come fast forward back to our example of someone moving from the village to town they're faced with all of these challenges and limitations that they wouldn't have been able to be faced with if they were back home in the village and so it tends to kind of spiral you know it tends Mm. to be more negative than it is positive they come to a city to get more opportunities and mind you this we're speaking general like some families have made it some families have done pretty well um they've come and they've been a huge success story um but this is on a general level. You know, they come to P- they come to Port Moresby to have better opportunities, but then they find themselves stuck in this kind of rat race kind of situation 
and it starts to spiral out of control so in relation to their diet you know they're not feeding themselves the proper food you know they 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 tend to find themselves once again they don't have access to proper housing so they mm. don't have access to proper electricity and sorry i'm talking a lot here but this is a really that was a pretty interesting question they don't have access to electricity no access to clean water san, um, sanitized water uh, water sanitation um and so you know without electricity you can't store food mm. for a longer period of time so they're forced to essentially um, buy foods that can be stored for a longer period of time. So now we're looking into processed foods. Mm -hmm. So canned foods, um, packaged foods that can stay on the shelf for, you know, one month, two months. It's not their fault. Like it's, they're, they just got to survive. So they're, but they're buying all of these ingredients that doesn't give them um, the proper nutritional, uh, in the value that their body needs. So a lot of these processed foods don't have, you know, proper nutritional uh, information if you take a, if you have a look at the next time you go to the shop have a look at the back of a um you know tin canned uh you know uh, meat mm -hmm. processed meat you're going to see a lot of different kinds of stuff that you've never heard of um mm. you know heaps of different kinds of stuff and and, it, and it's crazy so they're putting all of this stuff into their body and it just kind of causes this spiral effect you know because they're not feeding themselves with the balanced meals they're not having access to grow um, um crops that they would otherwise do back in the villages or the provinces that they come from so it just creates this spiraling effect and then and then it kind of has an effect on society as a whole because we're getting a lot of people still coming here so this is kind of mm. like a government thing right now and these are the questions that a lot of people and a lot of young Papua New Guineans need to kind of realize that this is the situations that we're faced with and then on top of that they're forced to live in these situations that you know they're not they're not very good standards to live in they don't get access to clean water. They're essentially kind of poverty stricken. Um, and then it just creates this vicious cycle as well. Mm. So, you know, I don't know. I don't have an answer to it, but I think it's really important to kind of realize what the hell is going on at the moment, especially in, in, um, in our society. And it's interesting. And then obviously, if they're not feeding their bodies with the right, um, you know, nutritional uh, uh, ingredients that they should be in order for them to function properly, you know, how are they expected to go and be better Papua New Guineans? right as a whole and the ones that do have a job um if they're not feeding them feeding their bodies with the good the good stuff you know good foods lots of ibiga kumu and mind you a lot of these a lot of people who are living in poverty stricken areas have access to you know they go and they mm. buy kumu and buy meats and stuff like that um but if they don't feed themselves with the right stuff then how are they expected to function and perform well at the job so you know Food is so integral in our society. It's so integral to us human beings as a whole. It's integral to boosting our immune system to stop us or to allow our bodies to fight off diseases or um, pandemics such as COVID. Food is vital as well because we've got other diseases out there that are completely rife in our society. Mm -hmm. You jump on Facebook and all you can see are death notices of young people. And why? <laughs> Lifestyle choice diseases, diabetes, which is... You know, don't even get me started on sugar. Um, if you want to talk about a drug, sugar is a real drug. Um, and you go out there and you look at the diets that young Papua New Guineans are having and consuming. Man, we're eating a lot of sugar. That leads to not um, that leads to over down the line for the down the line. That leads to a lot of um, lifestyle choice diseases. Mm -hmm. um, you know, just go to the hospital. You go to Pom Gen and you can see it firsthand what is happening to our society. Fair enough, there's some diseases out there that you kind of can't really control. Um, perfect example is cancer. Cancer mm. only survives in acidic environments. What is an acidic environment? If you constantly keep feeding your body crap, um, constantly put, keep putting you know soft drinks in your body, constantly keep eating um, high processed foods, that puts your body in a in an acidic environment. And cancer only survives in an acidic environment. Mm. You know, when was the last time you drank a lot of kulau? You know, kulau is fantastic for you. It's got a lot of um, 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 alkaline properties in there. It helps to balance your body. It helps to hydrate your body as well. Kulau is only two kina at the market. Um, Gordon's market's two kina. Fair enough, it might have gone up to about four kina. But man, Kulau is cheap too. What's the price of a can of soft drink? I don't know. Five kina. I haven't bought soft mm. drink in ages. Four kina fifty. You know, it's just essentially there. You know, if people kind of realize, hey take note of what they're putting in their body and realize that it can have actually have an adverse effect on the way that you're going to react or feel for the rest of the day, they might kind of consider it, a, take it a little bit more serious 
next time they reach for that can of soft drink or reach for that processed food, they might go, hey, maybe I should just go and buy a fridge full of kulaws. You know, it has a it has a positive effect on everyone. It has a positive effect on the on the on the farmer who brought the kulas from the market. It gives money directly straight to the farmer as well. Um, it feeds your body with the right um, electrolytes that your body needs to hydrate, um, and it's perfect for the environment too because the kulao essentially you can cut it open and eat all the kulao meat, and then the kulao kind of breaks down. You know, you're not putting plastic into the environment as well. So that's positives on all level. I mean, what's the negative to that? You just probably can't be asked to go to the market. That just equals laziness right there. So, I mean, everyone needs to kind of take it serious about the nutrition. I mean, I do as well. I've got flat days as well. But, you know, if you constantly got in the back of your mind what, you know, if you want to be a better human being or you want to be able to focus and, and fire on 100%, you got to realize that food and nutrition is the key to that. Um, it's not just something that we do. It is very, very important for you know as a whole and it touches on a lot of things and don't even get me started on the mental health qualities of putting proper nutritional uh, uh foods and substances into your body as well because mental health is a massive thing you know you got to be able to feed your body with the right stuff so your mind can react properly to uh, stressful mm -hmm. situations to relationships as well i mean if you're constantly feeding your body um crap then you're not going to be a good human being after all. You're going to be angry. You're going to be, you know, you keep on putting these um, these soft drinks in you that kind of causes your sugar levels and to spike really quickly. And then it kind of brings you on a come down and you become mm -hmm. like, no one is happy on a come down, man. Like if someone drinks loads of loads of boo, they're not going to be a happy person in a few hours, man. No matter how much they try, they're just going to be depressed. And it's not if they want to, it's because that's what their body's doing. Their body's kind of like shutting down. Um, so these all play a part and it touches on a lot of different things as well um, from an economic standpoint, from a social standpoint as well. It's a mindset. But yeah, healthy nutrition um, is really, really important. A balanced nutrition is really, really important as well. You know, I 100% completely agree with that, man. But uh, Jules, thank you very much for joining us. I think we have come to the end of today's discussion. Thank you once again for giving us your time today. Awesome. Mad love to everyone out there. Thank you to everyone for following me on my socials. Um, keep following me on my socials and um, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, I just want to give a mad shout out to the Eat Smart campaign, obviously, and all of our sponsors out there. We wouldn't have been able to um, get it on air or get it this far without your constant support. Um, mad love to my um, main sponsors, uh, Kina Bank and Trukai. Love your work and uh look forward to next year and also mad love to Nunet as well i was really really excited about coming on this show um the guys behind the show is fantastic i love what they're doing and we're talking about conversations that have to be talked about pretty cool stuff as well and i think it's really really inspirational um yeah so keep following Nunet on socials keep following me on my social media mm -hmm. and um oi go to my youtube as well and subscribe man because i'm trying to go with this whole vloggy thing and um it'd be interesting to know what your feedback is um, but yeah, YouTube, Food Diaries with Jules Henau. Um, peace out. Eat more Alba. Love you all. Oh, and check this out. Chef Inc. is my new brand coming out soon as well. So yeah, thanks a lot for having me. Stay healthy. Love you, Papua New Guinea.